Hey, we have the right seed. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the best of V, the best of five. My name is Elon, and I am joined, as always, by my two favoriteest people to podcast with. We have a Steve, the main squeeze, Ace King off suit, Jerick. Steve, how's it going? On a scale of one to ten, it's going. It's going. All right. <laughs> and of course, who could ever pass up the opportunity to work with the hardest working lady in the FGC, the Purple Sharpie? Sharpie, how are you doing? Still unsponsored by Disney. Thank you so much for asking. Right, I am available for hosting jobs. Go to uh, biz at sharpypls.com. Thank you. Sick. Tonight on the show, we got quite a bit to talk about. We got some recaps, of course. We got some recaps, of course. We're going to talk about Look Alive. Of course, uh, our own Sharpie was part of the show, so she's going to give her thoughts on the experience. Virtual Fighter 5 is out. Again, after six years, well, 14 years, 15 years. Uh, speaking of virtual fighter, there will be some virtual fighting because we got some Evo announcements. Who'd have thought that was coming? We got more announcements, including Red Bull Kumite. There's some Tekken 7 notes of patches. KOF, we have the KOF weekly update on who's going to be in the game and a couple of other things. But before we do all that, Lord Steve, you ready? I'm as I'm ready as, ready as, as, I, as will I will ever be. Ever be. Well, yeah, it is with a recap. Because, because, because we had, we had a, another, another CPT event, event this past, this past weekend. weekend. It was, it was the, the first stop, stop in Brazil, Brazil uh, for, uh, this for this year's, year's uh, CPT. And it's a familiar, familiar name, on name on the top if you, if you follow, follow a particular, a particular sport. sport. Uh, Ronaldinho, BR, is your winner. Holding off the man he calls his rival. Jalehe in the in the grand final. final. Um, Zangi Bolado doing, doing some things to make round out round top, out top three. three. Um, um, but but Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho doing, doing, it, doing with it with Nash. Nash, Nash is back, and, and he was, he was saying, saying uh, in, in the, the interview, interview, if you, if you, if you got, got that, 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 that uh, the buff, buff to, to Sobot, Sobot was, was a huge part of, of why he was able to win that particular matchup. So. He, he, so, so Nash, Nash certainly a benefit, benefit beneficiary of the recent round of changes, and that's to Ronaldinho's benefit. So no, no goals for Ronaldinho, uh, but a CPT event win. Congratulations to you. Wow. Uh, if you saw like every sort of mention in on Twitter about that tournament once it got to grand finals. It was nothing but Ronaldinho memes <laughs> and uh, Mundial Ronaldinho Soccer sixty four. Uh, just there's not there's never enough Ronaldinho memes, if in my opinion, of course. No, there's always room for more. It's like, like Jello. Word. Now, Steve, I feel like there's some stuff coming up though. Can you look into your crystal ball and show us the future? I might, I might be, be able, able to do that. Um, we've, we've got, got another CT event, event coming up, and that, that is going to be the Middle East. East. Uh, they, they get their first crack at qualifying, qualifying for uh, Capcom Cap 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 Cup. Cup. 
Uh, you, you also, also have the, the first of three, three regional, regional finals, finals uh, for, the for the Mortal Kombat 11, 11 Pro Competition, Liga Latina, Latina so, so Latin America and, and Mexico, Mexico, as well as Central America. America they will have their, their finals on display this coming Saturday. Uh, and then, and then Monday, Monday, you've got, got another, another round of sets on Capcom Fighters, this time between Luigi and Chris Tessarian. Chris T. back in the spotlight. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. When's, when's the, uh, when's the, the, the Gandhi set coming back? That's, I know, I know that's everybody was... I, Everybody was bringing up Gandhi up a while back. I kind of want to see Gandhi back. That, that is uh, the Gandhi, Gandhi versus FSP set. set is <laughs> with, with I, I say, say this without, without hyperbole. hyperbole. It, is it is my, my favorite, favorite set, set of all time, time in, in any fighting game. It is legitimately great to see. And you can actually, if you're a new player, there's, there's a, lot a lot you can actually take away from that. that. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you'll remember, like a couple, couple weeks afterwards, Ultra Chat they actually had an in-depth breakdown of, of that set and, and saying, "Here's, here's how, how this guy, who obviously has never played, played fighting games before, was, was able, able to win a tournament." A tournament. This, this is what, what uh, FSP. FSP this, this is where, where he kind of slipped up. This is where he recovered, but this is where he slipped up again. It's so good. It's so good. Of course. Anything yeah, with Gandhi been, is good. Yeah, there, there was, was another, another event that, that we should have been, been talking, talking about this past, past weekend. weekend. Um, what event is that, Steve? This this, this should, should have been, been the point in the, in the show where we talked about, about all the all tournaments, tournaments that set place, place like combo breaker. breaker. Yep. Um, it, 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 it kind of bummed me out, but, but we did have sort of a stand-in event, a different sort of take on it. Uh, uh, CBB look, look alive, um, and, and there were, there were members, members from from all, all over the community, community all, all over several, several different, different communities, communities as part of it, including the person, person down, down and, and to my left, left your, your right, right, or or you, my, my right, right your left. left. I'm on the bottom. I'm on, I'm on the bottom, Sharpie. everybody. Uh, yeah. Can you, can you please, please tell us about? Your, your experience, experience on, on uh, with with CB look alive. Sure. So why don't we go ahead and get into it by showing uh, at first just a broad glance what the actual tournament was. Everybody's very, very familiar with Combo Breaker. Uh, I believe Combo Breaker has been around for quite some time, ever since UFG details. So this event was something that a lot of people in the fighting game tournament had known about. The event took place from March 28th all the way until March 30th. It was three days of showcases and tournaments from over 45 different uh, communities and 25 different content creators, commentators, and hosts showcased at the event as well. It was streamed by two different large production companies in the fighting game community. That'd be Tenno Media, who covered day one, and Team Speak Team Spooky, who covered day two and day three. You can watch the VODs on their channel. Links will be in the description as well as on the screen. All VODs starting today have started to become uploaded on Esteban, otherwise known as The Bestebon's channel. You can find them youtube.com slash user slash hold back to block. But let's get into the actual event, all right? Now, Combo Breaker has been a huge foothouse inside of the community. They have been known a very, very long time for doing things to uplift 
people and communities that don't get as much shine in the fighting game community. This year was no different. Because of the quarantine, they actually opted to open up their doors to so many more people than before, taking the opportunity to give a platform to online tournaments, content creators, as well as hosts and other members in the FGC that were helping to create a thriving environment during quarantine. Some of the things that we saw were even things like we saw quite a few sketches. We saw a lot of exhibitions and tournaments from games coming all the way back from Ultra Street Fighter 5. I'm sorry, Ultra Street Fighter 4 to like... Oh, oh my god, they had, um, I thought I saw a Digimon tournament at one point. I, I was losing my mind. There was so many different things. I really, really appreciate the way that every single morning, day one, day two, day three, they posted a video of the minute by minute how you could expect the schedules to go. The fantastic thing was doing it online allowed them to pre-record these exhibitions but get people to commentate them live. So you had people like St. Cola, Sajam, James Chen, Team Spooky, all these fantastic commentators working live to cover pre-recorded games with members of the communities of those games. I saw Scrot Vermillion commentating Melty Blood. I saw, um, I believe it was Cloud King commentating Skullgirls. There were so many people commentating games that they don't usually get a cover just to talk about the community and online tournaments at the time. One of the things I really wanted to showcase was some of the merch that Combo Breaker had. This year was absolutely no exception to the fantastic, innovative merchandise of all time. All of this merch is available right now. ComboBreaker.com org slash store go over there pick up some merch they had a token grinder uh they had sweatshirts they had several hundred different types of uh masks <laughs> there were so many different things that caught people's attention everything had a design there was a lot of applause for the amount of size selection as well as the different cuts that they had. And for the very first year, they actually had training cards that you could purchase to commemorate getting and being a part of Combo Breakers Look Alive, which was, I thought, genuinely fantastic. Uh, at the end of the event, we actually had a very fantastic sum up by Majin Obama. I want to go ahead and play that for you all now. Majin Obama is a longtime fighting game community member, pillar, content creator, commentator, host. He's done everything. He resides in Japan and covers a majority of the local scene there. But uh, when asked to go ahead and sign out, close out the, the tournament, here's what he had to say. Yo, what's going on, guys? Majin Obama and Rick hit me up. He said, I need some Saturday Night Live or Mad TV skits out of you. I told him I'm no good at that kind of I leave that to paid professionals like Ernesto Lopez. But I did want to holler at y'all just because, you know, it feels like we're getting into a position where America is kind of rounding a corner on this pandemic situation. And slowly but surely, offline events are starting to come back. But what I wanted people, what I wanted to urge you to do is like, when you watch Combo Breaker this weekend, do not forget what happened last year. Do not forget what happened this year. This whole thing should be a wake-up call to all of us that tomorrow is promised to no man. Uh, we should value the time that we have and also the good fortune that we have to be able to go to events like this, to be able to run events like this even. You know, It's really easy for us, I think, to get distracted by all the bullshit we see on the internet. But when you watch this event, you think about the good times that you've had at it over the years, all of that stuff seems to not really matter as much, you know? Uh Given how things have kind of changed for Rick and his family, and also given the sacrifice that, you know, dozens of people that y'all don't even know or see uh, make to even make this event possible, what I really want for us to do is have a, a deeper 
respect and appreciation for those people who are able to make events like this one happen, you know? That said, you know, I'm not sure when we'll be able to meet at another combo breaker. Hopefully next year if Rick's down for it and if the, and if the you know, and if, if everything seems okay. But let's do a better job as a community of taking care of ourselves, looking after each other, and creating an environment where we can all enjoy this kind of stuff uh, in a way that we weren't doing before. Uh, that's all from me, man. Y'all look alive, and I'll catch y'all next time. Everybody be easy. It was a very heartwarming moment and a very sobering moment to hear those words and be reminded that very shortly this pandemic will be over. We'll be returning back to offline events and everything will just be a blip in time. That sobering, very, very, very wise words from Majin Obama reminded me personally of how special this Combo Breaker event was and how much of a sacrifice people behind the scenes, specifically working at this Combo Breaker event, were making in their personal lives to make sure that there was something for the community at this point in time. And I, I really hope everyone also meditates on those words because they were so incredibly powerful and really, really profound. Um, so obviously, uh, Combo Breaker Look Alive was fantastic. Very, very happy for it. We did have a couple of other things I want to showcase. The first of which is that the final message Combo Breaker left us with was that they will be returning, obviously, in an online um, I'm sorry, on an offline format next year, 2022. Let's go ahead and play the trailer. Very, very quick, succinct, easy trailer. Everybody knew it was coming. We were all very, very happy to see it. Um, and like I said, it's just really important and even more more important than ever for us to remember from this experience that none of this was promised to us at all. We weren't promised a large online event that showcased everyone's events a year after we entered quarantine. This was something that was brought out because the, because because everyone that was on the team for Common Breaker, specifically Rick, had a vision of empowering the fighting game community. And by using that event and all of the staff possible, we were able to create something bigger than just us, which was Look Alive 2021. Sharpie, thank you for your very, very uh, heartfelt recap of the event. Uh, I, I feel ashamed that I unfortunately missed it due to real life stuff, but man, it's so cool to hear that this this went well and here's what i mean by that is when when i saw rick announcing this logistically i can only imagine what kind of nightmare this was yeah no an absolute mess i'll be honest with you i did segments for the show and i felt bad submitting them because i know i didn't quite hit the deadline for a certain thing and so i know just behind the scenes it was it was a nightmare i'll i'll, I'll be honest with you rick was so incredibly accommodating and it was really fantastic to see i really want to i really really want to shout out especially esteban otherwise known as hold back to block right now on youtube please 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 take some time out of your day to go over to that his YouTube and, and shoot him a like on the latest video, leave a comment, subscribe, because this man was responsible for doing the main edits of all three days of Look Alive, to my knowledge, and that is just so insane to me. 
over you guys saw the numbers over like 90 different specific videos were required for this not even including the transitions and ad space that happened to see to see it be literally flawless and live time was beautiful the vods are also available on his channel as well so just take some time out of your day literally right now youtube.com slash user slash hold back to block give esteban some love and then when you're done giving Esteban some love, you can look back a couple of months ago. We interviewed him on the show mm. and we talked about the KI documentary that he did. So, uh, yeah, dude, guys, ridiculously talented. And it's so cool to see him put his uh, his like passion and his skill set into making the FGC a cooler place to be yeah. in. So I totally agree. Uh, before uh, we go I... ahead and move to the next topic. Oops, sorry. I'm sorry, Steve. Go for it, Steve. I was just about to say, Steve, I, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> uh, I didn't well, I didn't catch as much as I initially planned to. Um, I did catch, uh, I believe it was Hokuto's uh, exhibition in uh, Super Turbo. Old man, ga- hashtag old man games. <laughs> um, I, I did catch your skit, Sharvy, and I thought to myself, did she really write an entire skit just to call grapplers brain dead meat sticks? Brain dead beat sticks. And yes, yes, I did. Beat I sticks. was given an opportunity to to go on brand with two with like three segments that encapsulated me. And I only made two, but I felt the two I made really encapsulated me as a person in the fighting game community. That was my contribution to to our community this year. Reminding people that grapplers ain't nothing. The brain dead but, beat sticks. Man, but you know, I was you know, I talked about this a little bit earlier. You know, this every time I watched a little bit of it, it was it was awesome. But then in the back of my head I was thinking, Man, this should have been the week. I should be there right now. I should mm-hmm. be making the salty walk over to McDonald's. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be getting these games in. And it just sort of bummed me out in a way that I really wasn't expecting. Um, which sucks. It really does. Um, but I do, I've got a couple days off coming up, so I'm planning on going back and catching. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of good things about the V-Save uh, exhibition. I want to catch more of the Super Turbo stuff. Um I might have, I, I gotta watch uh, TMNT, because, I mean, it's TMNT. You can't not watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Tournament Fighters. You just can't. It's um, impossible. It is impossible. You get, like, five seconds of that game, and you're like, dude, I gotta watch the rest of the set. I gotta, it's gotta be done. So, uh, but, yeah, um, it's, it's really, really, uh, cool to see another creative take Mm -hmm. i was kind of wondering what they would do after uh the retrospective last year which was really well done um yeah and the retrospective last year was put together in like a week yeah which is yeah unbelievable so this is so if they can put an entire retrospective together in a week they could put look alive together it, with more time, and it's an amazing endeavor. Before we do move on from this, we did have uh, Sharpie. You got a quote directly from Rick about his thoughts on Look Alive, yeah? 
I did. I also had some custom music that I wanted to play beneath it Whoops. in honor of some uh, some amazing commissioned work that he had from Mike Twenty Six Hundred, uh, a very famous disc jockey in the fighting game community. And I just wanted to play that while I read off the quote from uh, Rick the Hado. There you go. For me, Look Alive delivered an excellent proof of concept for another way we can bring the community to fans of fighting games. Seeing unexpected commentary pairings create love for lesser-known commentators, watching local players make high-fight clips, hearing DJ routines happily surprise viewers, and fresh skits turn into new in-jokes on social made this showcase feel like the C in fighting game community was the important letter. I'm very interested in seeing how we can refine this show for a sequel. Um, first of all, thank you so much to Rick for this quote. And oh my gosh, what a true quote. Am I right? Like the event was just so encapsulating of our community. And it really was genuinely an honor to be a part of and an, and an absolute pleasure to watch. I I like that he dropped the, the teaser for the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm You heard it I'm here really first. Hoping. <laughs> I'm really hoping we get one next year. Uh, understanding that they did this, I believe I was asked about like two months ago now, almost a month ago or so to do this. Seeing that they were able to plan it out in very possibly like a month or even three months means that there is a chance we may see it next year. But, you know, we never know, right? I'd just be happy Combo Breaker's coming back. Thank you again to everybody at Combo Breaker. Yeah, I think all of us would be happy if Combo Breaker came back. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. More mystery game when tournaments. When Combo Breaker comes back. <laughs> when I, Combo Breaker comes would, back. Because they are coming back next year. I would, I would be happy if someone, if I somehow got blessed with a hundred bucks so I can order that uh, Bulls-inspired hoodie. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, Steve? That, that, that one's dope. That one is absolutely <laughs> dope. Um, yeah, right, so... Okay, so that's Combo Breaker Look Alive. Do we want to say any parting thoughts on uh, Look Alive before we move on? Okay, sold. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to our next topic because this one this one was a surprise to us last week and it was a surprise to us today when it released. Unless you're an influencer, then you got the special influencer day yesterday. Virtual Fighter Five. Ultimate Showdown is now available as rumored for free if you have PlayStation Plus. It is one of the free uh, monthly games. And I've been seeing a lot of streams. I haven't played it myself, unfortunately, yet. Uh, but as someone who has never played Virtual Fighter and who has never seen Virtual Fighter, aside from like maybe like in passing, uh, I have some first impressions. First, game looks amazing. It looks so good, right? Like, it's not polygons like the Virtual Fighter of old. Uh, <laughs> Is that the requirement that it's not polygon? Yeah. Although they do have they do have special costumes that are the polygon models, which is kind of hilarious. That is really cool. That is it's hilarious. Cool. Uh, it looks like, uh, from what people have been saying, it looks like there has been no balance change, so the game is as is from when uh, Virtual Fighter left off. But the new visuals are good. Uh, looks like the game plays really well, so remember how I bought uh, brought up a concern last time that uh, most of the 
games that run on the Dragon Engine run on 30 frames per second on the PlayStation 4. This one runs on 60, it looks like. So, good on them. Another big concern was the netcode. They didn't announce rollback. And there is no rollback. It is delay-based. This netcode is a bit of a mystery to everybody. Because some people are having a really good experience with it. Some people are not. And with uh, the technology afforded to us, such as the NetDuma routers that the pro gamers use nowadays. Uh, Team Spooky put this up. Uh, you don't connect directly to someone else. You're connecting to a server. And people were able to find out that you're connecting to a Google Cloud server. So the netcode is... The netcode experience you have with Virtual Fighter 5 is rumored. Again, this is not this is all not confirmed, but it makes a lot of sense to me. But the netcode experience you have with Virtual Fighter is all dependent on where you live. And lucky for us, Google is very public about where they have their cloud servers on. Look at that. So if you live in Oregon, California, Iowa, South Carolina, North Virginia, or Montreal, you're going to have a good time. If you live in Brazil, unless you unless you live in the East Coast over there, you're kind of screwed. If you live in Africa, sorry. If you live in Russia, sorry. Uh, but it looks like, from what I've gathered, this kind of looks like it works on how we in the FGC started playing with Parsec. Right, we've been using Parsec and Amazon Web Services to have both players connect to a virtual machine and play on that virtual machine. It seems like that's how they're handling the netcode. It works when it works. It don't work when it don't work. That's where we're at. Have you guys had any thoughts about Virtual Fighter? I have not had a chance to play it yet. I, I got up this morning. I went to work. I came home. And I got stuff together to cover one of the stories we're going to be talking about later that just dropped today. Mm -hmm. So I my PS5 my PS4, excuse me, has remained in the off position. Um but I I'm really looking forward to uh on Thursday getting my hands on it and diving in and seeing exactly if I'm as terrible at the game as I remember being. I think it's been so funny watching everybody pick this game up again, if not for the first time. Like, uh, I was watching Rip earlier today. Uh, he was streaming a little bit of it. And, of course, he picks the character that's exactly like Law right, from Tekken. Uh, what was his name? Jackie, I think. Uh, yeah. It's crazy to me how some hits do so much damage in this game. Like, it's crazy. I, like, I see him do a backflip, and all of a sudden, it's like, that's a third of someone's health. I didn't know Virtual Fighter was, like, 3D Guilty Gear. Holy shit. Sorry, Steve. It's but okay. Anyway. I, got, I already got to go, I already gotta go through Obama's video. Eh, why not? Just leave it in. It's Obama. Imagine Obama. <laughs> I should probably clarify. Like, Obama's cool, but, um, you know, those who made the may uh take issue with our um with the inclusion of profanity in our shows mm -hmm. they they're not gonna give obama the cool pass i would give obama the cool pass i like that guy oh, 
he owns the cool pass. He distributes Can you afford the cool, the cool pass as much as you're cursing in these casts and you have to put money in the swear john, honestly, Elon? Can you even what? afford a cool pass? Probably not. <laughs> oh, no. Steve has Gotta pay venue swear. before you can get into the tournament. Look. By cool pass, I mean just in general. I'm a big fan of Majin Obama. Now, as far as actually giving him a cool pass, I'm not cool enough to do that. He's probably cooler than I am. I should probably be asking him for a cool pass, to be completely honest. You feel me? On the concept of rollback for Virtual Fighter 4, <laughs> uh, it was kind of weird to me if we could bring the image back up. Honestly, yeah. I didn't see a current spot in California. California does not have an actual Google hub right now. Does it not? There's Montreal. Yeah, the blue sites are places that they will be making one in the future. Oh, yeah. As in they are not currently active right now, meaning people playing on the West Coast are only going through the Oregon Trail. Now, look, I love this map because of everybody else in the entire continental United States of America, I'm actually the best off. I literally live in northern Virginia. Xanadu mm -hmm. is in the DMV area, the northern Virginia area. So we're going to have perfectly fine connection. I could really care for anybody else. My venue is going to be packed with Virtual Fighter, hopefully when we open back up. But... Everybody else in the world, that's kind of unfortunate, honestly, you know, like, I'm just looking, I'm thinking like NLBC is going to have to go through that. And then people literally at Wednesday night's fight are going to have to go through the Oregon connection. If that's really what it's based off of, that does not seem very reliable at all. Like minimum, basically, when you're talking about someone playing from an East Coast to West Coast connection, the best you could really hope for is someone literally from like, xanadu playing against someone and like against pnw or tokyo or in japan or something so it's kind of like weird to me honestly i'm really hoping it's not that but netcode's a very very big decider about how long i play games you know okay this is a up-to-date map map okay of, cool yeah so, so they actually, yeah. they still don't have anything in New York. That's so crazy. Well, I guess New York is closest enough to Montreal. I guess. I guess. Not 100% sure. It doesn't, that feels unfortunate. So there's only two places on the East Coast and both of them are not New York. Yeah, look at the. That's crazy. The, well, look, not I that feel weird. Like, Amazon's here. So I mean, look, I feel like, I feel like this kind of represents the FGC as far as coverage. For like event Imp coverage, that's like, literally impossible because there's yeah, nothing uh, in New York. Like, let, 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 let's well, let's 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 make it clear that there's a difference between event coverage or or FGC event coverage and FGC coverage, right? Because there's a bunch of people in Ivory Coast, there's a bunch of people in Texas and Mexico and Brazil. Right and Pakistan that have been putting in the work and their community is just as worthy as anybody else's. I know that's not your intention. Right. I just want to make sure that gets said. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Where's Texas on the map here? I live in Texas. We have Google. We have a, we have a Google office here. It kind of befuddles yeah. me that they don't have a server here. That's really funny. A lot we of companies are moving from California to Texas, so that doesn't surprise me at all. What does surprise me is the fact that there aren't more considering where they keep 
a lot of their data sources. You know, that's yeah. what really surprises me. That's why when I didn't see anything in New York, I was like, that's super weird. Usually yeah. when you look at data centers, you see so many in New Jersey and New York. A lot of them in Northern Virginia are very new. Um, they were just started being built about five, maybe 10 years ago. But like you have places literally in New Jersey and New York that have been in, in rotation forever. Uh, I, I suppose the only reason it's here in Northern Virginia is because this is where Amazon's headquarters is on the East Coast. So if you look on that map, both of the places they have, the locations on the East Coast and the West Coast directly correspond with where Amazon have had their headquarters before. Um, so like that would be my only guess. But it's kind of, it's still, that's still very strange to me for netcode purposes. And yeah. I, I don't feel like anybody should have to deal with that with a game they already pay money for. If you put, right. pay money for a game and they have to pay an online service to play online, like you shouldn't also have to pay to get a better server access. You should have, that should be automatic. That should be reliable. That shouldn't be uh, something that you have to gauge outside of the game. That should be easy. I just thought as developers, they would have learned better from the last year, you know, because netcode was a large conversation this past year. I'm just, it's very frustrating to see that there's still people that aren't just like, yeah, immediately roll back. Don't got to worry about the server connection at all. That's well, frustrating. With that said, though, you got to give it up for them to tr uh, trying to find a creative solution to this, right? Like using uh, Google Cloud services like this. I don't think that's something that we've experienced in the FGC as far as like coming straight from yes, developers. Yes, we have. Have we? Y yes, we have. There were fighting games that were announced for Stadia. Perfect Legend was like, Perfect Legend did something with Stadia earlier this past year. What? What? Wait, Stadia, what game Stadia was it? went. Up, I don't remember what game it was. I oh, just was it Sam Show? It may have been. It may have been. Honestly. But I specifically yeah. remember someone being like, I'm pre-ordering Stadia because I'm so excited for this game. This game's so good on Stadia. And I was like, what's what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that as soon as you said Google rollback, I was like, oh, so Stadia. Well, I don't think it's Google rollback. It's definitely delayed base, I, by the way. I know, but my that was but my yeah, whole thing. Negative like, frames. That was the, yeah. Yeah, that's negative, the, that was negative the... delay. Sorry. <laughs> That was the that was the marketing point for Stadia. Stadia yep. was like, you don't have to worry at all about how fast your internet is because you just go to this server. That was the whole thing with Stadia. And people were mm -hmm. like, that's still really bad because there's no rollback. And I don't really see the rollback, you know? So Yeah. You right. Whoops. Sorry. I accidentally clicked the button I shouldn't have. Because I was losing that argument. Uh not that I I'm, It wasn't an argument, it was argument. conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah conversation. Anyway, I lost. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Steve, I've never seen your eyes so wide in my life. What Did I say something wrong? <laughs> no, I was just trying to figure out what that sound was. Oh, you know what that um, sound was. It's the sound of our next segment. Well, can I throw one more thing in there? Go for it. That I just learned. Uh, some of the motion capture from Virtual Fighter Five was performed by WWE superstar Asuka. Ooh, oh, how about that? You know, that's actually really cool. And knowledge is power. Uh, no, that that's pretty neat. Did she do it just now for this new game, or did she do it back then? I'm pretty sure it was back then. Mm -hmm. uh, when for the original release, which was 15, 12 years ago. 
when was it? It was like 2006? 2006, yeah, 15 years for the oh originals. Oh, wow. Everybody's so excited about a 15-year-old game. I can't believe it. Uh, uh, although, like, I, I everybody was excited about Guilty Gear X plus R. Everybody's excited about a bunch of stuff. Good games never die. Good games never die. Speaking of never dying. As long dying, as it's good, someone will want to play it. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be good. People will want to play it. Speaking of being good, you know an event where people are really good at it? At, at fighting games? At? <laughs> Sorry. There's, the, the, are you that okay, was, there was an attempt. There was Is an attempt all right? made, and we uh, I think that. my brain just broke. But anyway, you know... You know that there's this event where people get to go if they're really good at fighting games, right? It's a based off of the name is based off of an old movie by John Claude. Well, not by John, acted in acted the actor John Claude Van Damme was in it, and he fought a guy named Tong Po, and he won the Kumite. Red Bull Kumite announced that. They are coming back in the year of the 2021. Let's look at the trailer. First of all, I would like to apologize on behalf of everyone for that. Hold on. Oh, no. you Don't pause what? it. Oh, you, told, you said hold on. Okay. I've, I've, I screwed that up. First of all, I would like to apologize for that uh, segue that Elon tried to... to look. Not all of us can be winners all the time. Sometimes we can be losers, and that's okay. But could you play the last three, last four or five seconds of that trailer one more time, please, and listen closely? Okay, let me turn up the audio. Turn up the audio. Okay. I'll be back. All right. Oh, what that, does that? That there's the dang national anthem of the U.S. of A. Yeah, so this was teased at the end of uh, Red Bull Kumite, but this is pretty much confirmation that the second Kumite of the year will take place in the U.S. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so offline event with international players in the U.S. That is going to be. Quite tasty. Quite tasty after a very long absence of those sorts of events on American soil. Ha where have Red Bull Kumite events taken place? I know it was in London this year. Right? It was London? Uh, it's historically been France. France. Okay. Yeah. W was it in um, London this year? Am I crazy? Yes. This year was London, okay, but uh, previous Kumites have taken place in Paris. Okay. Um, wasn't there so, one in Japan? At the Red Bull Sphere or something? Or am I making that up? I know I know there was a yeah, there was a a you're right, you're right. I'm I I'm, I'm right. I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to get over your segue. I'm sorry. Well, look, like I said, not all of us can be winners all the time. Speaking of winners, you know who one in their own hearts and minds 
an announcement that happened today? Who would that be? Anime fans, because Animevo's coming back. Let's take a look at the trailer. Play it. Oh, never mind. Oh, we, audio jungle. Audio jungle. Oh, that's a meme. That's a meme <laughs> song. It's in public domain. Oh, so it, Vortex Gallery is now Animevo, or uh, no? Sorry, backwards. Uh, yes. Uh, so Animevo, obviously the collection of side tournaments, the huge banner under which side tournaments from all over uh, kind of flew under. Um, they were, they decided that they were going to change their name away from Ana, from Animevo, uh, to disassociate it from Evo after la the, uh, allegations that caught, led to the second cancellation mm -hmm. of Evo's 2020 event. Uh, this is their new name, Vortex Gallery. Um, and they are going to go, uh, next Monday. They're going to have a special edition of Super Desperation Radio mm. uh, to kind of go over. It's going to be on their new Twitch channel, 956 Productions, uh, which is also their Twitter handle. Uh, so definitely give them a follow uh, to keep up with the side events going on this year that aren't going to necessarily be under the official Evo umbrella. Mm hmm. And uh yeah and again we had um DJ Cream here on the show uh last year right before they announced uh, Animevo and they had and they did such a great job doing the impossible and having like a trillion games all in like a month uh tournament wise so they always do a great job What they do is just so to to try and spin all of those plates is insane and you know I just do the schedule for them Mm -hmm. I just make the schedule graphic, and I get, like, I love it, but it drives me insane every time I do it, because it's, like, so many things changing last minute, and it's so big. It's, like, you know, almost 20 streams, I think, uh, back in 2019. So. Crazy. Insane. I think it's cool crazy that they're insane finally. Insane or insane crazy? Insane in the membrane, and I do think it's cool that insane they're finally. Insane in the brain? Insane in the brain! Uh. Ooh. I think uh, I think it's really cool that they're finally doing their own thing and like stepping away from evil because I think it's about time, right? They started getting really, really big. Everybody talks about evil when you go to evil. Last year, last year I thought was kind of the epitome of wow. I really, really hope anime evo moves on, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people felt that same sentiment leading up to it. Like I would say, even even like a couple like as early as five years ago. You know, there's so much more that Anime Evo catered to that Evo wasn't always able to supply, which was a really just extra nice touch, especially if you're in the area. Um, seeing them move on and be like, look, we're our own brand now. Here's how we're going to run our events, support us um, and other FGC events, too, but mostly us. That's that's a nice it's a nice transition to see. It's really nice growth. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see what they come up with now that uh, they are under their own banner at Vortex Gallery. So, June 7th, uh, what was it? June 7th at 9.56 Productions here on Twitch. They're going to have uh, some more updates for us. Speaking of updates, 
It's time for our King of Fighters weekly update. Let's see who they're releasing, shall we? I did the wrong thing. Whoops. Wait. There we go. That's what I meant to do. Yeah. Oh, what a spoiler. Now I know that they're at the beach. I miss the beach. Oh, it's Blue Mary. Okay. Is I miss the beach. I don't get it. <laughs> Let's go to the beach. I don't get it either. Shoutouts to VXG. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, man. I. These are the days when I feel old. Like, <laughs> How old is that meme now? I didn't even know it was a meme. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. think it was an actual a meme, Steve. I feel like you just old. What, what was the TikTok sound for it? We're not, we don't say those words here. Those, <laughs> those words are banned. Anyway, Blueberry. Uh, some people are excited about this. Some people are very excited about this. Uh, for reasons, but. I really like that stage, all joking aside. It's very pretty. Yeah, the stage another is, grappler, KOF huh? stage. KOF stages KOF, have historically been great, and it feels like these ones, they're knocking them out of the park once again. Um, man. Uh, but Blueberry. So so we're alternating. I don't know if we're alternating between one character a week and two characters a week, or, you know, it's just like they're pulling numbers out of a hat, or what the exact... Uh, modus operandi here is for SNK. But, you know, it, it. I like that there's a little bit of mystery to it because you don't know exactly what you're going to get. Um, I'm man. sorry. I Muckmaster said Steve's the old man that calls memes fads and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> you know what? Because he really it, did it, try it, to, like, go back in time. Like, it came out in June. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you know what? If, if you went to a website called YTMND back in the day, they were called fads. Yeah, I was so there. That cuts me very deep <laughs> in my soul. Wait, when were the... What are fads? Uh, like okay. like so, when you fade a gene, right? Like like when a color is turning from one color, like a gradient. That's what it is, right? It's like fade, but without the e, right? You're the man like now. That was the best website ever. I'm rest in peace. Steve, help me out here. Like I'm feeling really dumb. We're we're gonna move on to. We're like five years apart. I'm not even that like young. Like I feel maybe I'm just not understanding. Uh, we're going to move on to other topics. Uh, there's one thing uh, that I came across and threw in the dock um, during uh, right before we, we opened up. Uh, there is an article uh, from The Atlantic uh, written by Luke Winky, and I'm going to link it in chat right now. Uh, it's called the original Kings of Esports. It's it looks at the uh, sort of the history of black people in esports, or sort of an overview about why we don't see more black people in uh, in a lot of different esports. And it tells it, and and it sort 
focuses in on a couple of FGC members, uh, Jason Cole, a.k.a. Afro Cole, and Ryan Hart. Uh, uh, I'm going to throw that link in chat right now. Uh, definitely give that a read. It is a very interesting piece of history and a very interesting, very thought-provoking piece. Uh, it, it gets into the reasons of you know, differences in prize pools and so many different things that it touches on. So, and, and I know it's, yeah, it's something that, that probably deserves more than a 30 second shout out, but um, I think that's all I can really do right now. Maybe we, you know, depending on how next week goes, we can kind of, maybe we can discuss that a little bit more. Okay. Next then- week. Then next week, we will discuss it a little bit more, depending on how things go. Let's move on to our final topic of the night. Maybe the final topic of the night. Maybe there's a surprise topic we haven't talked about yet. However, this one's a doozy. So, you guys remember a couple of uh, months ago where we had a weird, interesting, yet slightly ominous statement that was handed out by the folks over at EVO? And the folks over at PlayStation. And the folks over at Endeavor. And there was that PlayStation and Endeavor were co-owners. Well, not co-owners. They heavily invested and merged with Evo. Maybe merged isn't the right term either. I'm not entirely sure what the right term. However, Sony and Endeavor are now completely involved in Evo. And today... We got a lot of deets and a lot of announcements from the folks over at PlayStation. So, the PlayStation blog put out an announcement today that EVO 2021 is a coming. And it's coming in the form of EVO Online 2021. And it's taking place August 6th through 8th and the 13th through the 15th. And if you want some more information, you can go to evo.gg. So we actually have a breakdown of all of the things they announced today. We didn't really learn a whole lot about Evo itself, but there's a series of events, a series of online tournaments that are going to build up to uh, Evo in August. And it starts uh, with what they're calling the FGC Arcade Evo Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'll remember, uh, PlayStation ran an FGC Arcade event, which was sort of an exhibition in several different games. They brought in top players and had them do first to five sets. Um, this one's going to work a little differently. There will be open tournaments uh, in both North America and Europe uh, for Grand Blue, MK11, Guilty Gear, and Tekken 7. Uh, This will take place uh, from June 10th through June 22nd. Uh, The last two days are going to be uh, sort of final exhibitions for these events. Because the winners of each of these regional tournaments... uh, There will be four regions... East and West for both North America and Europe. Uh, 
the winner of each of the the top four of each of those events get uh, to split a thousand dollars, so sixteen thousand dollars in prizing. Plus, the winners of each of those events get to take on a top pro a pro player in each of those games. So, um, they have not announced which players will be participating, but perhaps if you win. Uh, MK11, you might have to face Sonic Fox or Scar uh, in the exhibition on Saturday or Sunday, the 21st, 22nd. So, yeah. In addition, uh, I'm sorry, did, did we have any more thoughts on FGC Arcade Evo Edition? Okay. In addition to FGC Arcade Evo Edition, they announced the Evo. Warm-up tournaments, which will be coming, here we go, uh, which will be coming just a week after FGC Arcade is over. Steve, do you want to take it from here? Because you're good at reading sure. your slides. I'm not. I'm illiterate. <laughs> uh, so, the, so the next stage is going to be what they're calling online warm-up tournaments. These are going to run... From June 26th through July 13th. Uh, each game will have two days of uh, qualifiers. And then that third day on the end is the final. So for Street Fighter V, the qualifiers are going to be June 26th and 27th. With the final taking place July 6th. Um, there will be five regions here for each of these games. Or for most of these games, excuse me. Uh, North America, Europe, Latin America, Middle East, and Asian Japan, which is Japan gets its own. You'll see why they make that distinction in a little bit. Now, Steve, let uh, me ask you a question. What does it yes. mean that they're having qualifiers? So the, the, the basically when I say qualifiers here, I mean like the opening rounds of the tournament. Um. The each region is going to have its own build up to a regional final. So the top two from there, there's going to be a couple different tournaments for North America East and North America West. Top two from each of those uh, tournaments will make a top eight, a regional final. And the winner of that uh, is where the cash prizing will be awarded. So uh, those regional finals will be uh, July 5th for Guilty Gear Strive, July 12th or July 6th for Street Fighter V, July 12th for Mortal Kombat, and July 13th for Tekken 7. Um, if you're watching us in Asia slash Japan, unfortunately, you won't be able to participate in the MK11 tournament. Uh, I'm not... 100% sure why that game is excluded from this lineup, but it is also excluded from the Evo proper lineup for for uh, Asia and Japan. Yeah. Do we have any more thoughts on the Evo warm-up tournament? I, look, and you can go to compete.playstation.com to go sign up for these tournaments. Uh, it's all through the PlayStation eSports portal. Uh, and all these are free, and you get some money in your pocket if you win. I think that's pretty 
that's pretty cool. Pretty neat. Do we have any final thoughts on the warm-up? Was that all of the Evo news that was announced? I, nope. Did they not announce anything else? Oh, no. They announced oh, no, a lot there's... more. Oh, wow. Are you ready for the big oh, announcement? Yeah. Let's see. This is, this is, I think, the biggest announcement of all that we have here. They also announced the Evo Community Series. And it is uh, titled A Festival of Regional Events. So let's take a look. And these are the Evo side tournaments. Uh, so uh, one of the things that they mentioned on the PlayStation blog post is how side tournaments and the spontaneity of anything happening at the venue you can play a game at any time uh there is kind of the core of evo so they wanted to try to replicate that as best as they could so they have over 120 side tournaments with over seventy-four thousand dollars in prizing and prizes also include play uh playstation 4 themes and avatars by the way uh, there will be over 100 hours of tournament broadcasts, among a bunch of other stuff. And these are the games that they're going to be running for these. It's going to be Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Fighters, sorry, uh, Grand Blue versus. Then it's uh, Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost, Skullgirls, Soul Calibur 6. And Uniclear. And much like the uh much like the other tournaments, with one exception, they're adding one region. For these tournaments, they'll add the Lat Latin America region. I almost called it the Latin region, but I don't think that's right. See, this is why I'm not good at reading. Uh they're adding the Latin America region to all the regions we mentioned earlier. And these tournaments will run through July 8th all the way up until August 3rd. So it's going to be non-stop action for the entire month of July. Yes, Steve. One bit of clarification there. Um, Latin America is... Yeah, them uh, fighting hurts is on there, by the way. The, the uh, Well, it, it, it's a little weird because there is no listing on the website, on, on, on the blog post for them's fighting herds but there is a sign-up sheet uh when you go to the registration page for uh them's fighting herds tournament so it so it's not a hundred percent clear whether that will be part of the lineup i would guess that probably it will be there uh but we don't have official confirmation on there well let's go um, look what happens if we register it's also uh them's fighting herds is on pc by the way so that's interesting the game is only out for PC. It's not available on any other consoles. Well, that explains that. I believe it explains a lot about why we're not seeing it necessarily on the official spotlight sponsored by Sony, where all the other games are exclusively on PlayStation, the console of choice. Yeah. So I, does... I mean, it makes sense to me, them being like, what other fighting games are we missing? Nothing, because these are the only fighting games on our console type of thing, you know? Yeah, it makes um, sense. I I don't think that's necessarily the case because um, there is uh, there is a PC game uh, or a PC only game in the main Evo lineup, and that's listed. Uh, but Steve, what's the PC listed, only uh, game in the Tekken, main Tekken Seven? But 
But Steve, you also have to remember that specifically in order to register for these tournaments, you are required to have a PlayStation uh, network account, meaning a live account, as well as PlayStation Live. So it's like, it really just feels like incentivizing the whole PlayStation line. I'm not saying it was like they specifically left out them fighting herds, and I'm not saying, you know, we can't, it's not 100% confirmed, because everything that I've seen coming from direction and organizers seems to be that you can register for them fighting herds via evo it will be at evo that's the conversation i'm hearing um, yeah it, it just looks like half of the tournament goes through the evo or the playstation esports competition portal the other half and by the other half i mean the Smash games TV. yeah the games that aren't on playstation 4 see because i believe if we hit well let's see here Let's take a look at Tekken 7. When I went to register for Skullgirls, just to go see what it was like, it sent me to, like, a page on PlayStation where I was supposed Mm -hmm. to go register and everything. Yeah, so So it it was like... (laughs) Yeah, it looks like the main Kahuna games, which we'll get to in just a little bit for EVO Online, are through Smash GG, and here they are, along with Dems Fighters right there. Uh, However, as soon as I can find the back button on this browser... There we go. Uh, if you click any of the... With Fighting Herds... Them's Fighting Herds being the exception. If you click register on any of these other titles, it takes you to the PlayStation Tournament's Evo Side Tournament tournament page. This is one of those things where uh, the PlayStation Overlords... I mean, of course, you know, PlayStation Overlords are going to... It's not PlayStation, gonna... it's Sony. It's Sony, specifically. Right. Uh, it's, it's it's specifically a, like this is very obviously one of the things that Sony decided was going to happen for registration for these events, right? And that's mm-hmm. not like any shade. That's just how they want this done, which is, yeah, I suppose fine. Like I don't necessarily have an issue with it as long as the tournament happens. You know, it's just kind of strange to me because the community has actively decided we're going to use this website to document all of this, and there's a lot of Things that have gone into preparation for things like, for example, I run Xanadu. One of the fantastic things that happens at Xanadu is everyone goes through Smash GG. So regardless of where they go in the country for the rest of the year, when they go to challenge in an event, people can immediately look up their stats. You can see how to seed this person. It's easier for people. It's harder when people are not on the platform to incorporate things like that. In addition, there are some streams and some production teams that actually use API that directly integrates with Smash.gg API because it is actively available for developers. Um, so it's it's kind of frustrating in that regard because I've seen all the advancements stream and documentation has been able to make because of specifically Smash.gg, but Smash.gg is now owned by Microsoft, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it totally makes sense to me. I get it. It's just frustrating unfortunate yep uh in addition uh some of the games there have very very active pc players and communities that would prefer it uh going through steam instead of playstation for online experiences and one of those communities is skullgirls mm-hmm. so last very much year so. when skullgirls was a main game we were promised pc access specifically which was a big reason why a lot of people in the Skullgirls community who hadn't previously signed up for an Evo event or even signed up for an online event very recently signed up. Um, It's the PlayStation 4 experience for Skullgirls specifically is not terrible, 
but it's not the same as the PC experience. In addition, they also can't play the newest character. So it's kind of it's kind of a big toss-up about like wanting to go back onto a console when we've been practicing on a completely different uh, system. And it's weird, too, because now that there's a whole different, um, I want to say tournament organization structure with Sony acquiring EVO, there's not even a real understanding of what do I do if this isn't something that the community really wants? Like, who do I talk to? Where do I bring this up? You know, do I just tweet about it and hope someone hears me? Uh, do I go on a conversation on the podcast that I have later that day and decide whether or not I want to burn all bridges with Sony? You know, like, things like that. It's just, you know, pops in the mind. <laughs> um, my point with all of this is that obviously be- that, like... <laughs> That like, <laughs> that, like, it is really interesting to see the changes that are taking place. Obviously, none of this is finite, but it is a very interesting process, I will say. Here's hoping it gets smoother in the future. Right. That's all I can say. I mean, I, that's all honestly, anyone can say. Yeah. Wish I got better news for you. I'm sorry. It's not Steve. bad news. Like, I'm happy oh. Skullgirls has an opportunity to be anywhere near evo uh that's kind of mm-hmm. cool it's just it's not a main game this year and it was going to be one last year so here's my face <laughs> <laughs> it's like i can't i can't cry on the podcast here's can i face. elon <laughs> i can't i mean cry you're allowed right, to, so. you can do whatever you want oh uh, i really wanted within to reason be a main game. I was like, I was really hoping, especially when I saw them fighting herds on the Smash GG. You know, I was like, maybe we'll make an announcement that them fighting herds and and Skullgirls will both be on PC, and they're the last minute main of games. You know, because of last year, and I it didn't happen, and I'm still waiting for it to happen, and I, I don't know if it's gonna happen. <laughs> maybe in Evo 2022, we can. I don't know. I wish I, I wish I had more comforting words, but I unfortunately don't. So I'm just going to stop. Girls community to doesn't comforting. usually get comforting words. So we're just kind of sitting yeah. here with a smile on, you know? Yeah. So, so Sad that's times. going to be an interesting, how Sony approaches this. Uh, Cause we're all under the assumption that we're going to get an offline Evo in 2022. Mm-hmm. Are we, I'm interested to see, you would think so. I'm interested to see how their approach to an offline event is when you when they're talking about you know putting together a game lineup and some of those games will be on the main stage. You know, if if they go a similar lineup size as previous Evos, there's no guarantee. They might decide, okay, we're gonna do fifteen small tournaments, okay, or we might just do three big tournaments. Who knows? Yeah. There's still going to be questions uh, until next year about what Evo's plans are. Um, and that will be very unique. It'll be a very unique situation when you're asking those questions of an event that already has an event under its belt, which it will after uh, this year's Evo. So, I think this is just a really good opportunity for Evo to really focus on what they want for the future and what type of event they want to become, especially with only having to cater to an online audience right now. Because that's so... Your very first tournament is a large, very, very large indicator of 
your longevity in the fighting game community. So if they're able to smash this one out the park, you know, it's a really good foundation. Similar to, like, how, like, I know I spent, what, like, 20 minutes gushing about it, but Look Alive was such a fantastic event. There were people tweeting, like, I've never been to an event before, but I saw Combo Breaker, and I have now just made sure to buy all of this merch and to put aside money to, to, to be there in 2022. Like, that's what people did after the online Combo Breaker experience. That wasn't even a tournament, just an experience, right? So Evo has really, really big holes to feel for this tournament, especially considering that immediately after it is Climax, which is already a very well-known, like, community-driven tournament. So how they, they plan to establish themselves really, really matters right now. Um, so... Like, I don't really have any words of advice for them. It appears to me that they have very knowledgeable people on their team that understand a lot about how things ideally could be run and changes that could be improved on. So I'm just interested to see where that lies. Or what that ends up taking everyone, you know? I do know. I don't know. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, you're absolutely right. That's all I had on Good that talk, one. Elon. Yeah. Good talk. <laughs> yeah, I have no rebuttal. Uh, <laughs> I felt I left that really open-ended. I don't know. I don't know what I could have done better conversational-wise there. <laughs> uh, you could have made things on my end not be exploding, so I apologize. Uh, so let's let's bring it back to Evo because we have. We have this we have this whole thing. I oh I wanted to I wanted to point this out that they have written in the website that I thought was very interesting. And you see where it says format and pricing. The second paragraph there next to the Evo PlayStation 4 theme you can earn if you participate in the tournament says become a main attraction. Wait, sorry, go ahead. Can you make it a little bit larger? It's kind of difficult to read. Oh, uh, well, we can always try. Let's give it that old college attempt. Yay. There we go. Uh, so it says, become a main attraction in the qualifiers for a chance to fight on PlayStation's Twitch and YouTube channels during elimination rounds. That almost reads like a carny type of post like step on up hit the well, bell and win a prize you gotta remember um their approach isn't necessarily just to people who are in the fgc yeah right right you know, these are this is to cast as wide of a net as they possibly can to bring in players who might not necessarily know about uh, fighting game tournaments who might not, you know, because you take a look at the, the number of people who go to events for something like Street Fighter V or Tekken 7 versus the number of people who actually play Street Fighter V or Tekken 7. It, it's there's a ridiculous gap that something like this could help close. So yeah, it seems a little silly to us in who, I know who are in the community, yeah, but we scoff. <laughs> yeah, we're not everybody. We are not everybody. I just like the carny approach to it. 
my personal favorite part of all of it is uh is not even a percentage it's just a flat amount that's so weird to me coming from a tournament organizing standpoint like oh, just the, seeing a flat amount here's how much you're definitely going to win regardless of who enters the tournament you know that's weird for me to see but i get it because it's a free entry tournament right so it's just flat pot bonus but that's that's super weird i i have remember the last time i entered a tournament it was just a flat bonus you know because usually it's very dependent on hey if we get over this amount of people in here's what you all get here's the split between the people so it's it's cool actually i'm I was just going to say, speaking of prizing, uh, the prizing for the main Evo tournaments uh, has not been announced yet, nor has an exact schedule. So it will take place the first two weekends of August. Um, but how much money is going to be on the line? Uh, that is still to be determined. Who knows? Uh, that's That's interesting, right? Because usually... With a tournament as big as Evo. And I guess this is one of those things where I guess they're still trying to secure funding for it, maybe. Because it's still, what, three, four months away. Uh, usually, like, the big draw is like, oh, you could win $10,000. Or you could win... Right, was that what Evo 2019 was? Ten grand pop bonus for every game? It was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous amount of money, I'll tell you that. I don't remember. But either way, uh, it feels like that's usually a big drawing or a big like uh persuasion point for people to participate it's like oh look at all the money the large amounts of money yes evo being one of the largest prize pool events yeah because of the additional money and pot bonuses from the event itself and from publishers yes so it's very interesting that the online payment formula is kind of like this you know that's why i'm just like huh you know, it's definitely a start. It's definitely something new that we haven't seen before. It's just very, it's very interesting. What were you saying, Steve? The, the Evo has lost a little bit of that in the last couple mm -hmm. of years. That is true. With yeah. the advent of the pro circuits. Because now, you know, six years ago, what was the biggest payday on for pretty much every game? Evo. You win Evo, you know, it's not necessarily enough to make a living on, but it's still, you know, a nicer chunk of change than you can get anywhere else. Now, the biggest the biggest prize for, financial prize at least, for Street Fighter is Capcom Cup. For Tekken, it's the Tekken World Tour Finals. You know, all of these games, all of these circuits have their own developer-funded finals that they want to take point the attention to capcom you know they could splash fifty thousand for the street fighter plot and get some attention but hey if we splash a hundred thousand to our pot and have the entire stage that weekend to ourselves and not have to share it with tekken or or uh mortal Kombat, compete for that sort of mind share if we don't have to do that cool so you're seeing more of that and now Evo doesn't necessarily get that sort of shine. So I'm interested to see how much uh, if Sony decides or uh, Sony and the company, the others that own Evo now decide to splash out of their own pockets to maybe get some of that shine back. Yeah. 
super yeah, super that... agreed that's why yeah. I, that's why i keep saying they have so much opportunity here you know you can really separate yourself i feel like even without evo this year uh i'm sorry not this year but but this past year combo breaker did a fantastic job standing out you know even though it wasn't like the only tournament that happened the only exhibition that happened combo breaker stood out Climax still managed to stand out even though we didn't get anything last year. Just by them and what they made of the fighting game experience. So it's like Evo really has a huge opportunity. They don't just have to be the biggest anymore. They don't just have to be the loudest, the most expensive or anything. They really get to decide what they want to become. And that's why all of this is so interesting to me is because it's like, what does this really mean for the longevity? Like, what are they really trying to set up here? Like, that's such, so cool to watch happen in real time, you know? Let's just hope it goes the right way and not the wrong way. It'll, it'll go away. And whether or not it's the right way or the wrong way, the reality is it's still a win for fighting games. True. True. Uh, also, Steve, when you said uh, they don't necessarily have the publisher pricing, I thought it was going to be because of the happenings that caused the fall of Evo last year, uh, which I think is also like a big thing too. Like I didn't think about that. It's like they have that name is now tied to that event. Uh, I, so I I don't think it will necessarily be as big of a deal, um, because unfortunately the Evo scandal was one of many scandals that was rocking the gaming community at that time. Mm -hmm. So it's going to, unfortunately, plus it, it was all, you know, Evo was in a little bit of a different situation in that, yes, Wizard was the public face of Evo, but it was still all of the issues were tied to Wizard. Mm-hmm. They weren't tied to Wizard and other people in the chain of command. It was just him. So by cutting ties with Wizard, they're much better set up to to make the, hey, we've made a completely clean break argument uh, than mm-hmm. some other organizations, maybe. No, makes sense. I can agree with that. I'll buy that for a dollar. Speaking of buying things for a dollar, there's one thing we cannot buy, and that is time. And unfortunately, ours has run out. So, before we say goodbye, as always, uh, I'd like uh, let's see if we can have some uh, some parting words for today's episode. Uh, Sharpie, do you have any parting words? Any final thoughts before we say goodbye to the people? Uh, this past year has been wrought with turmoil, as Majin Obama went over and his commencement speech for uh, Look Alive this year. I think. That everyone should remember and uh, and really, 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 really meditate on this last year and think about how easy it was for an entire community to effectively disappear with literally one change. Um, we're still very young, and as much as we like to believe we'll be around here forever, we may not be. So I really hope that everyone in the community uh, tries to do their best to improve and better our community, be it one day at a time, one month at a time, or even one year at a time, as long as we're moving forward. I think that's the most important thing to remember about this, and to do it sooner rather than later. Agreed. 
I meant that genuinely. <laughs> that came off as like really sarcastic. I apologize. You're uh, having a night, Elon. <laughs> I my brain is shut off. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna try to try to make something up for that. But uh, Steve, any parting thoughts for the people? Can I get the zoom in? I was waiting for you to start talking, but all right. I have no parting thoughts. All right, thank you, Steve, for those parting thoughts. Vibes. <laughs> Vibes. <laughs> Steve, Steve, just so you know, I was being sarcastic there. Thank you. I, I, I was just hoping that your sarcasm was a fad. Okay. I don't know what that is. I oh my god, it's, I it's a temporary. I genuinely do not. Okay, look, a fad we is just like a, a, have words a tr it's a trend. It's a trend. Just think of it as a Why trend. Why did you just say that? Because fad you was just the hip that? word for it like a couple years ago, and by a couple I mean was like it when people years said ago. hip and weren't look weren't talking about hey, their still bone say structure? Hip. I still say hip. Not talking about as bone structure. As in you broke one. As in. That's the wow. day of our lives. You know what I mean? Like, you're that old. Breaking hips. Okay. Yeah. This has been Good another episode. <laughs> this has been another episode of Best of Five. Steve's gone. Uh, we scared off Steve. This has been another episode of Best My of Five. My stuck. I can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, this has been another episode of Best of Five. I've been Elon. As always, I'm joined by my fellow cohorts, the Steve the Ace King offsuit jerk, and the wonderful Purple Sharpie. The Purple Sharpie, sorry. You can see all of our social media tags in the screen. You can feel free to follow us there. But for now, we are done for today. So we will see you here next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central for another episode of the Best of Five now you both say your things. Good night, Canada. Good night, Canada. Yeah. Perfect. I I clicked the wrong button. Oh no! It's oh, it's all gone off. Oh, it's what bad. Day. What a day. Oh, all right. Good. 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 That's all, folks. <laughs>